Welcome to the Buds and Reality Show. I'm Sean Collins, the guy with a lot to say, and I'm here with my guest, Jessica Fenske, aka Forest Mommy, as you all know her on Twitter. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. You're so welcome. I've been wanting to have you on for a while just because uh, you've been having way too much fun on Twitter, and it's kind of uh, entertaining to watch and uh, see how that's been going because people are people. And you are you and you take it like a champ and you throw it right back. And it's been quite uh, interesting. I try. It gets me sometimes, but then I'm also like, it doesn't really matter. So I'm just going to keep being crazy and if they hate me, whatever. Yeah, I love Twitter. Twitter has been my lifesaver over the last three years with COVID and everything. Like everything where I'm at now be happened because I got on Twitter, <laughs> which is silly, but it's where I'm at. It's funny. I had, so I had a, personal Twitter like three years ago I figured out how to do it and I got banned like the first week forever I got a forever ban on Twitter the first week I was ever on there and I was like oh well I guess it wasn't meant to be and so I didn't do it again and then like a year and a half later uh my wife buys me this podcast for for Christmas one year and opens a Twitter account under that the other name or whatever, you know, my bud's name and whatnot. At the time we were buds in the basement, you know, it wasn't buds in reality quite yet. I had to come out of the basement and be a grown up after a while. So. But, uh, but yeah, I haven't been so sassy since I've been back, but you, there's a little more freedom than there was a few years ago on Twitter for sure. Yeah. Cause it was like, it was kind of crazy free. And then it like, yeah, the, then it just went really censorship. And as we saw with all the Twitter files and everything, like they were censoring everybody. And if you said something like a little over the line to them, you were out. And they were able to see people's algorithms too, which they, like they could see how much you were affecting people and stuff. So they knew who to take down. It's, it's crazy, but we all found each other still. That's why I'm like, I still believe in the magic of Twitter. Cause even with all that going on, a lot of people still found each other. We still found all the right information, you know, things like that. So they tried. It was yeah. weird to see that, you know, we all kind of knew that they were silencing, you know, truthers and whatnot, or whatever you want to call us, conspiracy theorists, or, you know, whatever name's going to be out there in the world that they have for us. But like, you know, Facebook was bad for me. They, they, I'm still shadow banned from Facebook, even on my personal page. They unpublished my buds page. They just totally took it down for uh, a picture of Hunter Biden with hookers. They didn't care for that too much. But, uh, you know, it's I hate Facebook. I have it. I have like no followers on it, you know, but such is life. I keep it for fam and whatnot. But, uh, you know, let's uh, let's talk about what you got going on for for a minute here, because uh, you're running for city council in Colorado in your district. Yep, in my what? city in the city city of Arvada, Colorado, which is a suburb of Denver, kind of on the west side. And yeah, I'm running for District Four, which is one of there's four districts, and that's one district I'm running for. And another Libertarian's running for District Two, but he's not online, <laughs> so we're How totally different. Not online. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. He, I think he has Facebook and stuff, but he, I, you know, he's just not, he's just not online very much. So, I mean, it's kind of I'm smart. helping. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, you're a, you're in real estate, right? That's like your yeah, job. I have, I have my broker's license, and I will forever. But it's definitely a little cliche. Like, I call myself a poor man's trophy wife with a broker's license. <laughs> like, it's kind I, of, 
like I do a couple sales a year. I'm not like a Remax agent. You know, I'm not one of those like normal real estate brokers, but yeah, just have a pretty good life, make a couple sales a year and you don't have to like be a pushy, annoying person, which is funny because I'm going to knock on doors for my campaign and I've never knocked on doors for real estate, which would make me money <laughs> technically, but I'm like, no, I would never do that, but I will for the campaign. That's awesome. Now, how does one go from like being in the real estate industry go from that to, Hey, I'm going to run for local government. And on top of it, I'm going to run as a libertarian of all things. Well, the, the last three, with all the COVID stuff that happened, um, once I got on Twitter and was like saying my thing, the nice thing about being a broker and, and like the company I work for kind of it's independent contractor. So it's very loose. I was able to say what I wanted to say about COVID and not have to worry about being fired or anything. But so I was, it's not like I, the real estate broker or real estate industry is like my whole life. Even before then I was volunteering. I used to volunteer on a, a land trust board, the stock show stuff out here. So I've always kind of been a volunteer with my, cause I, I feel like if you have a good life, you should give back in some way. So that's what I was doing. Um, the, the main reason I ran and I didn't want to, I didn't want to run. <laughs> like even the week before I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. But um, with the Mises caucus and stuff, our whole thing is, and I saw this happen in Colorado, where very slowly in local politics, they came in and took over. There's a book about it called The Blueprint. Like people are so focused on other things. And when life is good, you're not paying attention. And no one wants to pay attention to, no one wants to pay attention to local politics. You know, like no one really wants to get involved. So um, just with the Mises caucus stuff, like I was like, okay, I need, I need to walk the walk, especially because I'm the kind of person I have the time to do this. I I'll be able to do it. You know, I knew I didn't want to have to fundraise, but I knew with my Twitter following, I'd at least get a little money just from people like that. So I could at least get the basics for the campaign. Um, and then our campaign director, sorry, it's dry as heck out here. Um, the like week before he was like, you know, it would be kind of, you could kind of maybe win the race because no one else had filed yet. So being first to file looks good. And then just with the amount of people votes I'll need and just the general makeup of the city and stuff, he was like, I think you could win. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I don't know what I'm doing. Like I've never wanted to run local before. I actually got off other boards from other things because I felt like, and they weren't even government boards, but like it felt too authoritarian to me. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm never going to be in politics, but now I am. And then when it... The minute I filed, some crap happened to me that kind of blew it up. So then I'm like, okay, maybe I'm supposed to do it. If it's that big of a deal for someone like me to file and they're making a big deal of it, the people who like work for the, the media, for the government, then I'm like, okay, maybe this, maybe it's, will be a little, not to like say I'm going to lead a revolution or whatever, but it's like, I'm going to, I want to show people you can be normal and not and like, and do it. It doesn't have to be all these corporate government people all the time, which is what I'm running against. So I don't know. It's it's kind of a practice in the, for me too, because I don't know how to do it, and I want to learn how to do it. <laughs> so I want to go. I want to see how my government works from the inside out, the localist level. I mean, there's only one way to do it, and that's to do it. I mean, it's not like there's a class on how to run for city council, you know, no. or maybe there is. I'm clueless when it comes to that. But uh, you know, what is the political landscape in Colorado? Um, so it, it used to be very a liberty minded kind of place, a very it was spaced out enough. There was enough room for people to like live and let live. 
But now the cities, of course, are super blue. The cities are super blue. So Denver, Fort Collins, Boulder, um, up in the mountains where like the famous people are. Be. <laughs> and then um, everywhere else is a little more, a little more red or a little more just independent. We have the, the most independent voters out. Like we have a ton of independent voters. And if you're in the city and an independent, you're going to lean left, right? Out in the country, out in the rural side, you're going to lean right. So it's still it's still fairly purple. It's just that the city controls so much that it's hard to kind of get past all that, and the, and what the things they're doing. And then our like legislator, they definitely were. It's definitely I don't want to say fully progressive, but the people who are in that are progressive are pushing for some crazy stuff. So at the state level, they're pushing for some crazy things. And our governor was, you know, he's a tyrant in my opinion. People say he's a libertarian. He is not a libertarian at all. So I don't know. It's in my it's it's interesting out here because the more like Twitter blew up and stuff for me, even after just starting to run, there are so many Colorado people I have found from Colorado that are following me now too. And I'm you know, there's just this, there's a ton of people out there. And I'm through the politics stuff, I'm meeting so many people that I'm like, you know, it's everything's not online and there are a lot more people out there who are willing to fight and kind of have at least a liberty mindset. So who know who knows what it really is with you know because you never know what voting is legit or not either so that no i mean i'm under the impression that all elections are rigged you know it's funny to hear the trumpers freak out about 2020 and the election was stolen and i'm like maybe so very could possibly well be so you know i kind of believe that too but it's not the only time it's happened i can think of two other elections that were presidential elections since i've been able to vote you know, since 2000, I was 20 years old when I got to vote for my first president because uh, when I was 18, it didn't fall in that year. And, uh, you know, the first uh, George W. election with Al Gore, Al Gore won that. So they say. And then all of a sudden, you know, Florida came through Jeb Bush and all of a sudden these votes came on from out of nowhere down there. And, you know, all the hanging stuff. chads, the hanging chads and stuff. Oh, yeah, I remember all that. And W ended up getting the, the the nod. And I was like, wow, that's kind of sketchy. But at the time, I was like gung ho about it because I'm a never Democrat. I've just I've I've never been, you know, my hardcore Southern Baptist Southern Baptist uh, upbringing would not allow me to be a Democrat whatsoever. Um, So neoconservative, yay, for like my first little bit of uh voting career. But uh, and then also. 2012, people forget that Mitt Romney was actually doing a victory speech. And then all of a sudden, Barack Obama won. And you're like, wait a minute here. What the hell is this all about? So, I mean, to say this was the first time it's happened, I highly doubt it, you know. But, and we don't we don't get to audit like we don't audit it. They only audit. There's no way for us to ever know. That's why I'm, with this district thing. I'm at least like, well, this is the smallest amount of people to vote. Like it's eleven thousand votes or something. So if there is funny business, we'll be able to kind of tell, you know, after we door knock and stuff, just to like get the vibe of people. So that's something else. I'm like, we can at least prove the political process doesn't work for normal people. <laughs> you know, like I'm, any outcome that happens with this, I'm okay with. Then, that's how it's going to go. That's the attitude I have for it. Cause I'm going to get the message out. We'll prove things work or don't work or are corrupt or not corrupt. So that's what I'm trying to do. Nice. How has your uh, grassroots campaign been going? It's been, it's, it's been interesting because the like 
GOP out here loves me in this area. And some of them were following me on Twitter even before all this happened. I'd met some of them before this happened. And I was like, you know, I'm a little, a little crazy. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. We love you. We want someone different, you know? And so I've gone to like some of their meetings and stuff. And then through them, there's been um, like health freedom groups that have reached out that want to help me. The libertarian people out here want to help. Uh, what other groups? There's just a lot of random people <laughs> that want to help, which is cool. And so the GOP isn't right. As of right now, they're, they, they're not running anyone against me so it's just me running against the one guy it's kind of the opposite normally they say the libertarian will split the vote but since i was already if a republican runs now they'll split the vote <laughs> so it's like the opposite you know but yeah i don't know it's just the support's been really cool all the different kind of support and all the people kind of get me even especially because like libertarian name just messes so much stuff up for people and i'm like no just ignore that <laughs> you know and it's let's just all but like i said before like we got there's a bigger fish to fry right now let's all work together there's something weird happening with me in this right now let's take this energy and run with it and it seems like people really are on board with it and they're like the background politics that are helping me people and people live like in my district that have been involved for the last 20 years are helping me they're like got the dirt on people you know and they're the guy I'm running against a couple years ago, they attempted to recall him. And like, I have the actual signatures of everyone who tried to recall him because someone's like, they want to help me out and stuff. So it's been, that's been really cool. Just all the random, the, like, I did, I, I'm a good networker. I'm good at making friends and stuff, but I was like, I don't want to have to politic, you know, I don't want to do the, and a lot of it is snobby and I refuse to do the snobby stuff. I won't like, I hate the snobby. You got to know this person and hobnob with this person. Like I, I won't participate in that, but it may, maybe it'll hurt me. Maybe it won't, but I'm like, I'm just, I can't even fake being snobby. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think that it's the grassroots is going good and everyone wants to help because, and because the right and the left both have uh, act blue on the left. I don't know if you've heard of back blue, but it's basically this whole program and the, the right has one called Win Red. They like, they fundraise for you. They do everything for you, basically. So they find candidates. That's what, this is what happened. They find candidates they think could win, but they don't even have to campaign really because Act Blue does all it and they take their share. It's like, a fun, it's total money. It's just for money. So I don't have that. It's just us. It's like a merry band of us just running everything. I'm doing my website, you know, we're doing all the money stuff. Like, it's just, it, it really is a, a working class I know that sounds silly with all these shoes but working <laughs> class like normal people who have jobs or whatever like helping and I'm trying to prove because everyone's like well you you know the working man can't participate and I'm like well let's try so that's that's another thing we're proving that normal people can do it we've got to change this culture of like these 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 corporate politicians and can't and like guy I'm running against been in 12 years already. Like, why would you want to be in city council for 12 years, let alone more, more than 12 years now? So right. I want to kind of like switch that out too. Well, yeah, that, that's the ideal situation. I mean, nobody likes a career politician, you know, I think, I feel like, you know, obviously most everybody is wants term limits for Congress and, and Senate and stuff like that. And we're not getting it. I feel like 12 years is a pretty fair uh, term limit for those people. If I were to have it my way, you know, 12 years is a lot of time to get stuff done and you're not there too long to, you know, become a, a super asshole like the rest of them are. But uh, 
Have you actually gone door knocking yet? I hear you talking about it a lot. Have you actually gone to door knock yet? Not yet. The weather's been like cruddy every weekend. So I have volunteers that we're going to start. I'm actually going to like go to my the libertarian people first, the registered libertarians, and then my neighborhood and going out. Still waiting on some like my door hanger, some of my stuff I ordered and whatnot. But yeah, that's because that's the only way I can campaign really is just to go talk to people. So right yeah uh, you know the door knocking thing could be interesting i'm going to be paying attention to that big time because you never know what you're going to get out of people when you show up to their house you know i have i have signs all over my door at my place because i live in the city and i'm like no trespassing no soliciting every type of sign on the door that you can have that says leave me the hell alone i have it and it's 2020 and it's obviously an election year and things are heated with the way everything is. And I'm eating dinner with my wife and I see this guy across the street doing his thing. And I see him look at my door and he sees the signs. I could tell he's like reading me squinting from across the street. I'm like, Oh, he's not going to come here. All of a sudden I hear like my storm door open a little bit. My dog goes mental and both, both of them do. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I probably had a little bit of whiskey already. And I opened the door and I was like, hey, man, can you read? And he's like, he looks right at me and tells me, well, I'm protected by my First Amendment to come and leave this stuff here. And I said, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm protected by the Second Amendment to get you off my property. And uh, that, you know, he didn't take kindly to that. And he grabbed his flyer out of my hand. He's like, give me my 38 cents back. And I was like, you can have it, bro. Kick rocks. Yeah, I'll definitely be respecting that. that and like I said before, I never door knocked as a real estate agent because I always felt like it's a violation of the nap to like disrupt someone at home to <laughs> sell something. Right. So that's that's was a little bit of a principal thing. But I'm like, well, at least I'm I'm going to these people. I'm not selling them. I want them to tell me the, their issues, you know, and no one's ever come to my door as the city council, which that I would kind of appreciate, but I also have no trespassing sites too. And yeah. don't try it on me out front, you know, all that. So yeah, I will be very respectful if, if nobody, if they don't want me any sales, then that's got to respect that in my opinion. Well, absolutely. I just thought it was very bizarre that he would even throw the First Amendment out there about passing yeah. out flyers. I was like, all right, dude, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Get out of here. Yeah. And that's but, like for government, not talking to someone that's impressed too much. Yeah, I don't even know what it was for anymore. That Everything's pretty politically charged where I'm at. You know, everybody's got signs out for something. Uh, I did talk to a lady that was running for mayor a couple of years ago, and I actually really liked her. But uh, she was running as an independent. It was kind of funny. I was actually wearing this T-shirt that I have on now that says, please don't feed the animals. And I, you know, I was talking to her. I said, what are you running as? And she goes, well, you're probably going to like me judging by your shirt. And I was like, why do you say that? Are you a libertarian? She goes, no, but I'm running as an independent. And this, the lady who's been mayor of my city is, is a Democrat. And she's had this chair forever. Like she's been the mayor here forever and the poor independent lady didn't even come close. I don't even think there's a little over 30,000 people where I'm at. And I don't even think she took a thousand votes. Yeah. And she was, was she doing the work too? Like, like oh, was yeah. she out? Yeah. I, I saw her in my neighborhood. She was passing out flyers and talking to people and stuff. Seemed really cool or whatever, you know, and it was kind of funny. We actually have another uh, election coming in the city for mayor again, coming up. And, uh, Somebody asked me if I was going to do it, and I was like, <laughs> no. 
oh, there's so many the, the thing is the people who should don't want to like I didn't want to and we'll even see like so I'm like halftime I'm like oh I hope we don't win a little bit <laughs> like yeah yeah I have no excuse not to so like I said I want to show people and like just our mayor's been there for 30 some years too now he's getting out and it's like why are these people in there for so long it's just it makes it's asinine in my opinion yeah it seems crazy to me too like don't get me wrong I would love to run for office I just my 20s were my 20s and there's a paper trail on that so like it wouldn't go well for me if I ran for any type of office let's just put it that way I'm not going to put my wife through that. I'm not putting me through that. Yeah. But I'll advocate people, you know, like I'll, I'll, you know, if it, the Libertarian Party of Michigan wants me to push people for the state, I'll definitely do it on my show. You know, I'll definitely be a voice. Yeah. The help is the best. Like I tell people too, if they don't like, don't want to give me money, then help me volunteer this summer. That's more, that's more valuable to me and, or just sharing stuff online, whatever it is. But yeah. Yeah. How's the been exhausting already. How's your reception been from people since you started running? Like, what's what's that like from either side and or libertarians? Like, what's the reception? Like, do they are they happy with what I'm doing or? Yeah, yeah. like what are they saying? What's the haters and the in the in the happy people? What are they saying? The haters are just the haters have nothing. They just call me a Republican or something. That's like <laughs> the libertarian haters do. Um, everyone's just like, they like that I'm real. I think that's a big, like the good reception is people are like, oh, she's real and she's genuine and she says it like it is. And I think we're okay with that. Um, yeah, the, the haters are weird though. From all sides, like they're just weird. And it's always like men catty men who are like hating on me so i don't know i don't know what that's about have you been called not a real libertarian by other libertarians yet oh yeah for sure then you're a real for one sure. yeah <laughs> over the last couple of years it's like yeah it's it is what it is they are and they're all like the old libertarians they're like oh you're just a republican and i'm like I don't even have kids. I'm not even married. I've been living with a man for 14 years. Like, what? Like, like, you know, just because you want less government, it's just weird what the names people call people to try to shut you down. But I know the whole like calling anybody Republican, that's, you know, from all the Facebook stuff of, with 2016 and Trump. It's just like everybody's been trained to just like call someone Republican and then they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. But. Well, it's funny as, as libertarians, you know, you get called a lot of things like you're Republicans who like to smoke weed or Democrats who like guns or, you know, or you're extremist or you're selfish or you, whatever it may be. And it's all the cliche shit. Like nobody ever has anything original to come up with when they, you know, they bash libertarians. Like uh, some guy got on my thread the other day and called me a LOL libertarian. And I was oh, like, yeah, I've never heard that before, dude. And I was like, if you're going to insult me, come with something original, please. You know, and I might yeah. even laugh at it, you know, it might even be funny. Yeah. Know? Or being like a real, real discussion, real dis disagreement that we can like talk about or argue, like a real something, not just like na names and stuff. Like that's just someone. Yeah. Someone said yesterday, you act like you're Republican. And I was like, how do I act Republican? Well, 
Republican and Democrats are white supremacists. I'm like, did you just call me a white supremacist too on top of it? Like they just don't, they don't think that they only know the buzzwords and the, the words. And then you're like, they don't go that next to explain it. Cause they don't even know what they're saying. So that's part of it too, where it's like all the hate I've been getting, it's, I can brush it off. Cause it's like, what, what do they know? You know, people online, it's not all real life. Once I started getting to know all the LP people out here and the MC people out here, it was like, it was a breath of fresh air. It was during COVID, first of all. So it was meeting people and getting out again. And everyone's just been so cool that I'm like, where does all this hate come from online? Everyone like in real life is, I mean, there's issues in other states. Colorado, we're lucky out here, but like, I just don't get the hate stuff. And it's so stupid. It's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's because no matter what, you could be doing good deeds. Honestly, you could be helping somebody on the street and somebody's going to find a reason to be mad. Yeah. It, it doesn't online. matter anymore. It just people are, are going to be mad and that's just the way it is. And you can either entertain them or you can brush them off. I kind of brush it off now. I used to get really angry with people online, you know, and I, you know, I get into it. I get heated. I'd be mad. I get my heart pumping and I'm like, for what, you know? Yeah. And then I remember a buddy of mine said something to me. He's like, stop arguing with people who should have been swallowed. And I was like, you got it, dude. Thank you for saying that to me. I really needed to hear that. And now, like, I actually use that sometimes, you know, if somebody just won't stop and be like, hey, man, I would love to continue this battle of wits, but I'm not going to argue with people who should have been swallowed. And then mm-hmm. they either stop or they really get angry. And when they really get angry, I just shut up because now I've won. <laughs> Yeah, because there's good faith, and then there's just people who just want to keep going and going like that. And nowadays, just with my following and stuff, I don't even have to like, I don't have to say anything. Half the time, a bunch of other people will go after them and stuff. So it's like, all right, fine with me. I'm glad other people get to see like what's happened and stuff. All the everything's been so public about what happened to me. So I'm like, see, everyone got to see like all this crazy stuff. It's not me being weird, even though they call me weird, but. I remember when I found you on Twitter, uh, somebody had retweeted your a video and it was super based, dude. And I was like, you know what? I got to follow this chick because she's awesome. And then, you know, I, I found out you were running and stuff. But it, it's it been interesting to see how many people come at you sideways. And like, you know, yeah. but you got your tribe to back you up. So that's nice. You know, that's great. And, you know, don't let it discourage you, I'm sure. But like, what are your when you're running for local office, which is amazing, by the way, because change actually happens locally. The federal government's never going to change itself. It's never going to fix itself. As a matter of fact, it's going to get worse, no matter what, especially if we keep electing assets from the duopoly. It's just what it is. So, you know, when you get people to run local, especially common working folk, and that want to be a libertarian on top of it, you know, people like you, if you get in, are the ones that can protect us from unconstitutional bullshit that the Fed federal government tries to push on us because the nullification process is very real. And if you get enough, you know, libertarians are, you know, liberty-minded people, it doesn't just even have to be libertarians, you know, right. it could be Democrats or Republicans. I'm not going to sit here and say that all Democrats are terrible or all Republicans are terrible. You know, I'm sure there's a couple good ones out there, maybe locally too, but you know, you could protect your city or your county 
through nullification. And that's amazing. You know, that's, uh, that's why running a local election is so important. I wish more people would get out there and be like, Hey, I want to do city council or school board or clerk or mayor or any of that stuff. Cause we need people, especially Liberty minded people to get out there and do that. Yeah. Or even there's a bunch of like Metro boards, there's all sorts of uncontested stuff you can get on where you're like, get involved and whatnot. But yeah, like you said, um, what did you say? It's something to say back to what you said. The nullification process? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, and even like my my city did, a, Arvada did a pretty good job of even fighting back against our county public health department and stuff during COVID. So, yeah, it's, and that, what's funny is um, I went to the state of the city address, which is our mayor, it was our mayor's last address recently. And this it was through the chamber and nothing against chambers or, across, you know, I get the whole the idea with chamber, but all these, they're so snobby at these events. They're just snobby and, you know, all that. But at the end of his address, he said, um, we need to make sure to keep Democrat, Republican, and now libertarian politics out of the city. And I'm like, I made him say libertarian. Awesome. But I'm like, it, but people need to understand. It's it's so hard to get people to understand the like you really do have to take the right and left binders off and be like governments actually should be kind of scared of libertarians because my like if I get in, I want to be the barrier between the government and the people. That's what I want to be. Like that's what I need to be. And that's what we need. We don't need people who are good in on the on the right or the left. And they'll and even out here, the people the more Republican people who've been on city council, they've caved on things and you know, they've been bought out by things too. It's just as you know. So, but yeah, I wish people could understand, even if, because every all the anarchist stuff, and too, because obviously at the end of the day, we all want no government, right? But we're in this spot. We have to like play the games we're at. But people are like, whoa, well, you're getting into government. You hate it. Well, and I'm like, yeah, at least I'm going to try, because I want to try to protect people from the government. <laughs> like, I, everyone's all scared about, I'm like, half the time you're not scared. Obviously, the left is being really nuts right now, right? But like, most of the time, people are more scared that the right will control the government and control their life, or the left will control the government and control their life. And I'm like, what if we, the government's the problem in that case, not the people on each side. It's the government, the, the apparatus that can control people's lives. That's the problem. So yeah, if we could get more people, libertarian people, and even just to run, like, just to run, someone was trying to say, get out. I was trying to get people on the ballots in some areas because a lot of areas don't have a good LP affiliates or don't have people around. They don't have a, a movement. So it's like, get on the ballots, even just go through the process. Cause it's hard in some places and it's easier, you know, and people just should just try it and see what happens. Do libertarians have ballot access in Colorado? Yeah, we're, it's really easy out here. It's for right now. It's a, uh, and it, what's funny is one of the bills that I spoke against this year, a Republican brought it up. And it was basically, it was, she made this bill that basically would make it so third parties, we couldn't do where we nominate people at convention. It was going to like take that away from us and make it much harder. So we all like, everybody went and spoke against this one. We're like, no, can't do this. And it got, it got turned down. Thank God. Thank goodness. So it's still, we're still have a fairly easy process at this point. Yeah, we have them. Uh, libertarians are well. Everybody's on the ballot. Green Party and whoever's running are on the ballot in Michigan. Surprisingly enough, because we're like one of the most communist states now in the, U the U.S. At this point, they just passed these crazy red flag gun laws that are, you know, which include gun confiscation. Yeah, we it's same here too. 
like they had a they had a shooting and then all of a sudden the red flag laws go in not to be conspiratorial but That's every time fun. I have my own, we could put on a tinfoil hat and talk about all these mass shootings right now, because I don't think any of them are accidents or just or organic. Yeah. Like something's going on, whether it be the FBI or whatever, I won't get into that too much, but you know, we're, we won't put it past government to like slaughter children or people in a mall or anything. Cause they do it every day with their foreign policy. So you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not far fetched, but, uh, what is the most important things to you running right now? Like what are the issues that are most important to you on the local level that you want to fix? Um, there's two, my, there's two things I'd really like to fix or just bring more attention to. Um, the first thing is all the DEI trainings that the government does, the diversity, equity, inclusion, struggle sessions, all that stuff. So the taxpayer dollars, are paying for these consulting companies to come in and do this DEI trainings. And if you're a private company, which is stupid that the private companies are doing it too, but whatever, it's their own money. But the government taxpayer dollars should not be paying, paid for so people can go to these classes to be basically told racist things. Like it's not what they're trying to say. It's opposite. Of, it's literally like creates more segregation and more racial tension. So I would love to like somehow get that privately paid for or get the government to stop because of course it's the government jobs force all these people to do it it's mostly governments that are forced because it's a great it's just a backroom deal between these consultants and there's the whole you know marxism aspect of it too but it's someone making money um so that'd be one huge thing and the guy i'm running against the no we need to keep those to be more inclusive <laughs> like the whole article they were like dogging on me for being a libertarian i'm like oh okay you guys are real inclusive right there like they're just all hypocrites and then um another issue was a couple years ago the guy i'm running against they they decided that they needed to make a one trash service for the whole city which some smaller cities or big cities it kind of can make sense to have one trash service but we're a big sprawling suburb you know it, there's no reason for it but they 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 took it upon themselves and he said in an article we can't let the people vote on this because blah 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 it's so difficult so uh they made it so there was one trash service but then everyone complained that's when he got almost recalled and so they said okay well you can opt out well even if you opt out now you still have to pay a fee you still have to pay. it's an extra tax they just pulled out of thin air to pay for this trash service you're not even using and you have to pay for your own trash service now it's like how stupid and obvious so i'd love to tackle that that would be that and then there's like a we have this weird housing bureaucracy i would love to see if we could change it because it's it, it should be the stuff that this bureaucracy for housing and urban renewal development should kind of be a city council thing anyways or it should be voted on and it's kind of not so that would be something i'd like to kind of take get get rid of but that's kind of the more local issues I'm, I'm the DEI stuff really that really I don't like want at it so bad you know that sounds crazy um where you're at is there a lot of merchants and businesses there like you do you have good. yeah they're pretty good and they're the city's pretty good with businesses here and bringing them in and treating them decent obviously yeah I, I would like it better we did have like Amazon tried to come in and build a thing and the people we're against it so that didn't happen but um other than that like small business there it's pretty thriving here it's it's still the suburb is still building out a little bit so there's still more stuff being built more 
places for businesses to be built and yeah, and the business owners I've met so far too, which I've met like through GOP people, so they're more conservative owners, obviously, but they've all, they're all really cool and supportive. So, yeah, it's like a nice, it's a, it's a, it's a suburb, it's a sprawling suburb, you know, but has a little bit of everything. Because like the only reason I ask is because you know, uh, local government is very, uh, I don't want to say important to local businesses, but it can make or break local businesses in that town and what people don't realize is how much meddling that the local governments do in the local businesses which pushes them away and not everybody understands that you know when businesses leave your area your property values go down like you want to have a downtown area you want to have lots of restaurants you want to have lots of merchants and shopping and whatever that may be because it drives up your home values and your house your investment at the end of the day and a lot of times local governments will get in the way of those businesses and shoo them off, which ends up driving property values down. And I don't think people get that too much. I don't think they understand that that's how that works. Yeah. Like I said earlier, that the city did do like a good job protecting businesses during COVID, at least to some extent from the public health department, from the county public health department. So yeah, they're, they're on the right track at least with, and they do they gave, they did some stupid real estate deals to bring businesses in, but they like sold this piece of land for $30. But so they're bring, they're being a very good deal to bring businesses in on some extent. Yeah, they're, they're not bad. And it's, like I said, it's growing the downtown. There's a little downtown area that now there's a couple of hotels there and it's on the transit line. So they built a light rail. So that that's not in my district, but it's, there's more crime coming in now. So some, you no, know, they have to worry about that, but there really is a lot of business coming in, which is great. That is great. But I mean, when more people come into town, there's going to be more crime. I mean, that's, it's simple yeah. math at that point, you know, and it's unfortunate that's the way that is, but bad people do bad shit no matter where it is. You know, I, I, I live in Detroit now, which I'm right outside of Detroit and I'm in a good neighborhood, but shit does happen here, you know? But it also happened when I lived in the Burbs, too. I mean, somebody broke yeah. into my wife's car, and I lived in this nice lake community with, you know, I rented a little shack, but just around the corner was a $1.5 million house with an elevator in it because it was on right. the you know what I mean? So, yeah, it can happen anywhere, and it's it's opportunity, what do you, you know. But, but somehow the government's going to make it all go away if they take our guns and stuff. So, you know, that'll end everything. <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, that's why there's people like you running locally that's going to say, hey, you're not taking anything from nobody and you're going to have to deal with it because they're doing that in Michigan right now. One of the one of the rural counties uh, after they passed the red flag laws here or before even they had a vote and Livingston County said, we're not enforcing this shit. We're not doing it. And the same thing in Illinois, they passed all their red flag gun laws. And I believe 73 or 74 police agencies over there now have said, no, we're not doing yeah. this. And because yeah, that's why sheriff is sheriffs, local sheriffs is a very important race too, for that, especially. Yes. Yes. And, and even so, like, you know, say you get a libertarian local sheriff to come through, not only will they protect your gun rights, but like, they're going to start leaving peaceful people alone and stop filling prisons with people who haven't done anything wrong necessarily because they possess the plant or, you know, or maybe a mushroom or whatever it may be. It's none of anybody's business if that's what they want to do with their life, you know? 
And same with, uh, like you said, protecting from federal. I know there was like a Missouri sheriff who was like, when the ATF was passing their stuff, they just passed. And he was like, sorry, you can't come in my town and enforce your stupid ATF rules and stuff. So it's true. And even, and there are even, I mean, there are bad GOP sheriffs who said they would do red flag laws, you know, so you really do have to watch what these, what everyone's doing. I would love if like Arvada could be a sanctuary city for 2A. That would be really cool. But that's what I'm hoping if the other guy wins, then we'll have two votes. It would be we could do stuff like that then. That'd be sweet. Try. That'd be really sweet. Right now, the city of Detroit and the police chief is on board with this. Um, there's an area in downtown Detroit called Greek Town. It's kind of a happening spot. A lot of restaurants. There's a casino. You know, there's a lot of shit to do down there. But some things have happened down there recently, and they're now trying to make that a gun-free zone. Let me reiterate that. A gun-free zone in downtown Detroit. Like, that makes any sense at all. They're, they're literally trying to push this right now. And don't think for 30 seconds or even two seconds that if this goes through, that they won't start doing this shit in the next town over, in the next state over, in the next one over. I mean, this is a big deal. Everybody needs to be paying attention to this right now. I'm actually going with some of the local affiliates on June 1st to go protest in Greektown about this shit. Because oh, good. Well, because you can't, first off, Detroit's one of the most armed cities in the United States, period. And rightfully so. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say that Detroit's bad and we have all this crime and shit, because believe it or not, you know, it gets a bad rap. But Detroit's a great city and it's not as crime ridden as the media portrays it to be. But it is one of those places like if you don't start no shit, there ain't going to be no shit, you know, and that's the vibe of Detroit. You know? But for them to say, hey, we're going to say this area in downtown Detroit, you can't have guns. It's just going to open the, the floodgates for criminals to go down there and start robbing people and shit. What, what you mean the criminals wouldn't follow that rule? What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. What do you? Who am I? Who am I to think that? You know that criminals won't just follow these gun laws. You know it's crazy. I mean that's kind of where we're at. Are they trying to do anything like that in Colorado right now? Um, I'm I'm sure Boulder somewhere has tried that, but and then like Denver is you're supposed to not be concealed carrying Denver, but and uh, yeah. I, oh, something else I found out. Someone found me through all this stuff. He's been they passed something in Colorado where teachers and staff from schools from the public schools could be trained and get this like certification. And so they can carry at school. They can carry on public school grounds. But do you think the school districts are telling any of the teachers about this program or like, so if you don't know about this, which most gun program people obviously might know about it just because they follow that kind of stuff. But like, so this guy's been coming to me and I'm going to try and help him. The school board will, refuses to tell the teachers that there is this program where you can get trained and carry on school grounds if you want to protect because it's a gun. It's supposedly a gun free zone, which has made these, soft, you know, the soft targets and stuff. Yes, yeah, so there's dumb stuff like that. I'm sure Boulder has gun free. I'm sure the all downtown Boulder's gun free, even though it's not <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I don't know. I don't understand that. I've. There's no logic behind it for an area. I can understand a private, like a whatever, a stadium, how I don't like it, but I can understand how they want that, right? But like an area, that doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, a private business, like, you know, if a business says, hey, we don't want firearms in here, 
that's within their right as a business to do so. I have to respect that, honestly. I don't have to right. like it, but I have to respect it because that's their business. And I don't want anybody telling me how to run my business. You know, right. so there's that. But to just call, you know, certain areas of a city a gun-free zone just sounds totally absurd and dangerous at that, you know. And to be quite honest with you, I don't care what's a gun-free zone. Carry your guns. Take them everywhere because you just yep. never know when shit's going to jump off. There was just a video that I saw recently, of uh, a little league baseball game. And all of a sudden you hear a bunch of gunshots popping off and all these kids got to hit the deck and shit. And this is supposed to be like a gun-free zone on this, on this ball field area. Absolutely not. No, parents need to start bringing their guns to these games and, you know, bring your guns everywhere because the world is getting crazier by the day. They're shooting up supermarkets. They're shooting up malls grocery, you know, whatever it may be, schools, they're doing it everywhere. You know, you brought up the one thing about the the, the guns in the schools, you know, for the teachers and whatnot. Uh, we had a school shooting here about a year and a half ago. Uh, shoot, it's probably almost been two years now in one of the rural areas. And uh, that school now has a safe with a couple of rifles and some tactical gear in it. And everybody's having a fit about that right now. And I'm like, some kid just shot up that school, man. Like, why would they not want to have guns there? Are you kidding me right now? And they blame peaceful. They blame the peaceful people who want to protect themselves for what these crazy people do. It makes like, I'm like, you can see the bad person just did that. And you're blaming these people have nothing to do with it. Like they just keep pushing for that. It's, it's a weird brainwashing. When you go speak against that thing, you should do it troll and say rapists for gun-free zones <laughs> i knew a guy who did that he would go to gun control rallies and stuff and put rapists for gun control you know a lot of people would like oh there was mostly women obviously and they would get mad there was a couple of them who would like you saw it kind of turn in their brain where they're like i kind of get what he's saying like obviously a rapist wants someone disarmed you know absolutely so, yeah there's, there's ways to get through to them but overall they're they just had to sit in these all these moms i don't know if it was moms demand action but it was a group like that went to our capitol which is protected by guns went to the capitol building and they were doing a sit-in until for a gun buyback program or blah blah, blah. it's just like what well we we all spoke against an ar ban this year too and all the moms demand action people they're just they were just crying the whole time they had no facts you know everyone was talking about how the two two three blows up an elk and stuff like that. oh my Jesus. god <laughs> like, they don't know anything about anything and they're trying to make policy and they're trying to influence policy off of the emotional crap and yeah it's what that's another thing with local involvement too is because the left has all this local involvement with all these loonies they have that they have that organization down and that's what we're trying to keep catch up with too is to get enough local involvement to go up against all these loonies because they had all these moms demand action and matching outfits and crying you know and it's we just have to like play their games a little bit and get a little more the organization is like you saw it's been hard <laughs> getting involved because it's just the organization's hard so it's just a it's just a lot of catch-up going on right now yeah it well it's it's crazy that there's so many people who are for disarming citizens you know, because at the end of the day, the Second Amendment isn't even about protecting ourselves from bad guys. It's the last sign of defense between us and tyrants. 
It's about protecting ourselves from the government, which we definitely need right now. These people are out of their minds. They and are. it's only getting worse. It ain't getting better. You know? Yeah, and they're threatening. They're like, what are you going to do against the F-16? And I'm like, do you want, that's abusive. <laughs> like, that's what an abusive tyrant says, is you can't fight against me, so whatever. Like, Yeah, you need F F F-16s and nukes or whatever. I laughed at yeah. that. I said, you know, I, there's a funny meme about that. You know, it says, it has Joe Biden saying that. And then it has the guy from the Taliban just laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because how did that go in in, uh, in uh, Afghanistan again? We all know how that went down. We did not win that war. That's for damn sure. And they got all the weapons. <laughs> they did get all the weapons. But like, but honestly, like that is our last line of defense between us and the government. I don't care what they say about, you know, having nukes or bigger weapons or whatnot. You know, there's 400 million guns in America that people own. We are the largest uh armed militia in the world i don't think they want to play with us good morning yeah, and all those all those f-16 if an f-16 pilot was going to turn against the people well they have they have lived somewhere you know everybody lives somewhere and they're outside of that plane at some point so it's like you can say that all you want but we'll wolverine that shit you better believe it you know i'll dig my boots in the dirt for sure shit gets wild you know or even like you know, with all this shit, they're they're poking the bear right now on the other side of the pond, whether it be with China or Russia, you know, trouble could very well find its way here. And all these gun grabbers will be begging for weapons of war at that point. You know, where's our AKs and our ARs? You know what I mean? They'll be they'll be begging for that stuff. And these are the same people who are all like, oh, we need to give all these weapons to Ukraine. Yeah, to, to defend themselves against the government. But you say you want to defend yourself against the government. You're not. You're crazy. They're all crazy. We live in a world where nothing makes sense and every con everything contradicts itself. That's where we we are at. You know. You know that's it. That's that crazy. Make Orwell fiction again, please, please. I mean, this is 1984, an animal farm, all wrapped up and together. Please read those books and you'll understand. Or watch the 1984 movie if you don't like to read. It's uh, it's very real. But uh, is there anything you want to say before we take off? I don't want to keep you too much longer. Uh, not if we had it all. If if you want to do local, go local. Hope oh, I'm sure crazy shit that happened to me won't happen to you. So don't be scared. Like <laughs> they get it when people can't or don't want to either. So, but yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Jessica, Forest, mommy, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And until next time, peace, love, and liberty, y'all.